Tuesday, that's tomorrow, marks exactly three weeks since eight Republicans and Democrats voted to oust former Speaker Kevin McCarthy from his post, leaving the House without a speaker. On the Senate side, President Biden's roughly $100 billion supplemental request, which includes money for Israel, Ukraine, the border, allies in the Indo-Pacific, will be a key focus as the U.S. looks to aid its allies abroad. Senators are also nearing a deal on amendments for a minibus that would help resume consideration on the legislation. Senators return to the Capitol on Tuesday. Well, who are these nine people? Tom Emmer, Minnesota. Mike Johnson, Louisiana. Gary Palmer, Alabama. Kevin Hearn, Oklahoma. Byron Donalds, Florida. Jack Bergman, Michigan. Austin Scott, Georgia. Pete Sessions, Texas. And Dan Muser, Pennsylvania. Tonight, Monday night, Republicans are going to convene on the Capitol for the third candidate forum, where those vying for the gavel will have an opportunity to make their pitch to the rest of the conference. Each candidate will receive two minutes to deliver introduction speeches. Then there will be an hour and a half of questions and answers, followed by one-minute closing speeches. On Tuesday, conference will hold an internal election to select their next nominee, which will be conducted by a secret ballot. Emmer, the current majority whip, is likely to surge ahead as an early frontrunner in the race. He is the third highest ranking Republican in the GOP conference, has run in leadership races in the past, has received a major boost even before announcing his candidacy, an endorsement from McCarthy. He knows how to do the job, McCarthy told NBC's Meet the Press about Emmer, adding, we need to get him elected this week and move on and bring not just the party together, but focus on what the country needs most. He did note, McCarthy did, that it's going to be an uphill battle. I love it. I love that these guys are elected and they're like, oh, let's have an election amongst the elected to decide who is going to be the Speaker of the House. Notice that there is a dearth of actual statesmanship. Nobody is stepping forward right now and emerging as the obvious choice. Nobody is, well, this guy's integrity, his judgment, his character, his service record, his ideas, his legislative accomplishments. Nobody's running on that. Nobody is is very obviously pointed to. There's nobody, there's not a crowd of people running to safety. You know, in times of uncertainty, you run to safety. You flee to it. Nobody is fleeing to anybody. There are no names that are just like, okay, well, we tried it with this guy and this other guy, but in the end, we all know who it always had to be. That's not happening. That's not happening in the Republican Party. Okay, maybe we'll go, maybe we'll support the whip. My sense is they're not going to support the whip. The whip's not going to get 217. McCarthy says he knows how to do the job. I'm not sure that McCarthy's bit of confidence 
is going to go that far. I'm not sure I want his endorsement. If I'm running, if I want to be Speaker of the House. You know, in the on the Democrat side, there's this orderly turnover. You know, these Democrats wait their whole lives for these positions. It's such and such as turn. They've waited. They were patient. When Pelosi steps down, then it's the next guy. He's already been anointed. It's not really a big controversy. You might have one person run just as a show to show that you're not just giving the position away to the next person, the next most corrupt, loyal swamp creature. At least I look, I don't mind. I don't mind the chaos. I know that it will be construed in a way to make the Republican Party look bad. I know that. But I really don't mind the chaos that much. I think that it should be an open primary. I think that people should try to run for it and give their pitch for it. And they you should coalesce around somebody who maybe you didn't see coming. I think that there is a likelihood, there's a possibility anyway, that somewhere amongst those nine names is a truly great Speaker of the House. Somebody with great ideas. Somebody who understands not only legislation and politics, but who has the political will and the uh, sort of cleverness within the context of, you know, parliamentary procedures to get stuff that we want done, done. We are, I say we, (laughs) I don't know why I include myself in this, but Republicans are in the driver's seat in the House of Representatives. It's a slim majority, yeah. It's not a huge number of people, I get it. But they're in the driver's seat. They ought to be able to get some stuff across the finish line that they want done. The fact that they can't, that part is embarrassing. But you know what? Nobody nobody remembers making the sausage back when McCarthy had 17 ballots. Nobody really remembers that. Yeah, it was embarrassing for a day or two, and, and, and the cable news made fun of him and whatever. This is the kind of thing that people just don't care about, frankly. People have goldfish brains. No memories. So if it takes another week or two, or three, to get a speaker? Yes, maybe the the political class and the people who are hyper aware of what's going on and paying very, very close attention are going to say, well, the Republicans are in shambles. It took them six weeks to find a speaker. But once there's a once there is a speaker of the House, once the guy is legislating, once he's meeting with the president and and striking deals, and hopefully, God willing, defunding. Wars in Israel and Ukraine, all that stuff. Once that's happening, no one's going to point to like the chaos of the process. The chaos of the process is only newsworthy to the extent that it's happening right now live in front of everybody. It's embarrassing today, and tomorrow it will be a distant memory. So I don't think they should, they should rush. I am not in favor of like rushing someone out there. I My only observation is... It is interesting that there's nobody to whom they can rush. There's no old hand. There's no there's no Churchill-like figure here, okay? When it came to World War II, when it came to crisis, it was 
well, that's the obvious choice. We have to go with the guy who knows how to do this. There is no obvious choice in the House of Representatives. What are they going to get? Dan Crenshaw? The pirate? That guy's so deeply unpopular, I don't even think he could get 50 votes. Now, there's nobody out there right now who is the far and away clear, silver-haired, old hand, steady, experienced, in case of emergency break glass. There's no, there, that person doesn't exist. I think it's a fairly younger caucus, too. I'm looking at the pictures of these nine people that want to that be speaker. You're talking about guys in their 40s and 50s. Contrast that with the 70-plus-year-old Nancy Pelosi. It's the octogenarians on the other side. Biden can't even walk straight. Feinstein died in office. She's dead. Her cyborg might still be voting present. Who knows? So I don't know. I I don't know what to make of it other than it's a bunch of uh, of guys and gals on Capitol Hill that that just can't agree to disagree. Matt Gaetz has really... He, he did. I think the I think the journal is right. He ripped the GOP apart, and the party can't bring itself back together right now. It just can't. There still is a big wound, and now there are little mini factions, little Gates-like factions running around, thinking that they are going to get something very important out of this race. <laughs> 